Hello everyone, and welcome to this very romantic <laughs> episode yeah. of The Wayward Dragons. I'm your love doctor, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm Kelsey. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, figured we'd do this because it's when this come, episode should be coming out it'll be right around valentine's day where you know love is in the air quote unquote uh and don't get me started on the whole commercialization thing but uh, <laughs> uh yes hey, so anyone who knows me knows that at heart i'm a hopeless romantic with a dirty mind yes so this episode <laughs> we're going to be talking about the love and romance part the dirty mind part might come up on next episode uh yes so awkward yep that's uh it's gonna be a fun one so romance and love in many different forms should surround us in life yes uh there are many different ways love can be shown and felt Mm -hmm. we have we've had extensive research uh done onto the subject in fields from psychology to philosophy to even physics Mm -hmm. but what is love and why are we talking about it well like i said it's around valentine's day so figured this is the perfect time to kind of go into this yes personally Mm -hmm. i feel that you shouldn't have one time of year to talk about love and all that and show someone you care but it does give you the opportunity to to say hey i'm a chicken shit the rest of the time i'm gonna step up and you know Puts a little bit of pressure on you sometimes for the best, sometimes for the worst. Look, so th- th- why are you laughing? Look, some people it's hard Chicken to say. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to say how you feel to some people, and that is true. Know, some, people are... some people do have a very hard time. I mean, I do too. I am not. I'm laughing because I am that way. Um, You're chicken shit. Not necessarily. I'm getting better with my husband at letting him know, like, he won a trip from work, and I was like, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like, I love you, but I'm, I'm really proud of you. Like, you worked really hard all year for this. Like, that's awesome type thing. So just, I'm, I'm trying. It's not, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. But I, I, I agree with you. It, you shouldn't need a holiday to tell me that you love me. If you need a holiday to tell me that you love me, we got more problems than what we think. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, some people are, you know, afraid to make that statement and afraid to take the jump to tell someone that they care about them. And, mm-hmm. you know, on the counterpoint of that, having a holiday does give them the opportunity to say, you know, hey, I love yeah. you. And, Here's the thing, though. Valentine's Day is supposed to be about love. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily need to be about romantic love. It can be, you know, platonic love. Say you love your friends and you want to show them. Uh, Valentine's. It, yeah, it could be about, you know, love for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're not here just to talk about love, true love. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw a Princess Bride reference in there. Uh, yeah, we're we're here to talk about today something else. But I mean, 
Like I said, what is love? Uh, it's a word that can't easily be explained. Biology says that we release certain chemicals that cause our body to react in a certain way when in love. Psychology says that it's a bond that we have and develop for survival. Honestly, I could do a whole episode on the subject of love mm -hmm. and how it affects us and why we need it. But yeah. that isn't what our subject is on today. No. If you want us to have a subject on that or to cover that in a later episode, we can just shoot us a message and let us know. You now you can reach Kelsey on the social medias or reach yeah. out through us through the email, which we'll give at the end of the episode. Yeah. But today we're actually going to be talking about a archetype, a god, a god slash goddess archetype, um, and that is the god or goddess of love. Yes. This is one of like the biggest archetypes in uh, most theologies. Like it's it's one of the top ones where you constantly say over and over again, along with the trickster and the mother goddess and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, and sometimes it actually crosses over into the mother goddess, like the two are one and the same in certain situations. But yes. uh, it's most commonly seen as a goddess because women are, I guess, more loving than men. It's the nurturing. I, I think it is partially the nurturing. Uh, and, you know, there are a few gods out there that embody that. Yes. For a simple definition of a love deity... Uh, it is a being and a cultural mythos that is associated with romance, sex, lust, or sexuality. Goddesses are often viewed as like the symbol of beauty, and in many tradition, uh, many traditional views of feminine attributes, while gods are most commonly associated with the manifestation of masculine powers, and like what makes a man attractive and what attracts someone to a man. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think like, thanks to the joys of things like colonialism and the destruction of cultures and culture identity, we on an ever, uh, but majority by a individuals of a certain religious belief system, We've lost a lot of information on these individuals uh, from ancient times, but we are going to go over some of the stuff that we do know. Yes. So, uh, and like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, romantic love. It can be love for self. So, for instance, if you're doing any sort of spell work involving love, and this is a perfect time to do stuff like that, you can do spell work for self-love. Yeah. Which I think is extremely important, and because it's you know it's hard to love ourselves. It's oh yeah, we're we're around ourselves all the time, and even if like you're someone who comes across as loving yourself or appreciating yourself or whatever, it's not easy. You're you're constantly with yourself. You're constantly see yourself, see all your flaws, see what you could have done better, and you know what. It's okay to have those flaws. It's okay to you know deal with that, and you can ask or seek help with that for, you know, for through gods or goddesses of uh, say, hey, this is what I need. You know, yeah. I 
I need to know that I am loved. I need to love myself. I need to look and see just how beautiful I am as a person. And I'm not saying this to be all touchy-feely. I'm not saying this or like, well, oh, love and light, blah, blah, blah. Because, I mean, anyone who knows, anyone who's listened to us for any length of time and anyone who knows me knows that I am very much not that type of witch. No. But it is... It is an important thing to consider sometimes of, hey, this is this is what is needed. Yeah. Yeah. So, that being said, um, you know, if you're doing practices for where you're, you know, leaving tributes and stuff to one of these gods or goddesses, um, what do you think you should leave them, Kelsey? Ooh. Hmm. I I would say anything associated with like rose, so either roses, rose water, rose oil, maybe a pomegranate. I think that's the wrong person though. Um, uh, that's more like Persephone. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, my mind goes to roses, flowers. Yeah. So flowers, uh, chocolates. Um, certain types of fruits that you can that can be seen as romantic. Certain gemstones, such as uh, rose quartz, would be perfect. Yeah. Perfume. Um, interestingly enough, if you think about it, cosmetics. Yeah. As you know, getting dolled up. Uh, mirrors, wine, but then again, wine is great for pretty much any yeah it's like uh, any form of alcohol um, <laughs> like, yeah you could do herbs such as vanilla ginger uh cinnamon ylang ylang I, I never know if i'm pronouncing that right but it's okay my husband can say that um that is, ylang, ylang. That is actually, gang, i always say it how you say it and then he corrects me every time um that is actually that would actually be more for our next episode than yes yes yeah well it's yes. still kind of partially yeah. ties into that yeah uh but yeah so stuff like that that you know her and fall with the lover that you could see giving to a lover or that you would like to receive from a lover is uh very much things to associate with those types of god- gods and goddesses so I think the most common, well, I'll I'll do a I'll do a trial here, Kelsey. Huh. When you think when you think love deities or goddess or god of love, who is the first one that pops into your head? Aphrodite. You were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, I went to Dionysus, but that was the wrong person because you just well, said actually, one. one actually, was stuck well, that, in my head. Well, Dionysus actually does come up with that, uh, but. The most commonly associated, I think, here in the uh, Western world, at least, is Aphrodite. She's an ancient Greek goddess associated with love, lust, beauty, pleasure, passion, uh, procreation. And as her uh, Roman counterpart, Venus, uh, desire, sex, fertility, prosperity, and victory. Because, you know... If you succeed in love, I think you have victory in life. Uh, yeah. Now, her major symbols are seashells, myrtles, which I think, isn't that a plant? 
think it's like a tree. Uh, roses, doves, the sparrow, and the swan. The cult of Aphrodite was actually largely derived from a... Uh, how do you pronounce this word? It's a plant. Phoenician? Uh, myrtle is a plant? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, first thing that pops up is Myrtle Beach. but Oh, yeah. That, that does make sense. I didn't even associate Myrtle Beach with that. So, yeah. Continue. Um, yeah. So the cult of the Aphrodite was largely derived from that of the Phoenician goddess Astare. Uh, and uh, a cognate of the Eastern Semaic god Ishtar, whose cult was based in Samaria. A uh, cult was based on the Sumerian goddess Inanna. So, you know, kind of, you see kind of the evolution there uh, from yeah. one goddess to another as they move from area to area uh, as the archetype and, you know, the force of love. Uh, see, we don't really need to go over any of that. Uh, Aphrodite was also worshipped as a warrior goddess. Yeah. Because, you know, love is a battlefield. Heartache to heartache. We stay. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, so. An interesting fact with her and then with a number of other goddesses, um, you know, and as I've said before, we are supporters of sex workers here and people, yeah. you know, being safe, but doing what they enjoy. And yeah, that's what you want to do. Uh, go for it. <laughs> do what you're good at, you know, do what you got to do and do whatever you want to <laughs> do. I'm not judging. If that's but what you want was- to do. But there was actually a whole order and a concept of sacred prostitution in the Greco-Roman culture, Mm -hmm. which typically were women who joined and would sell themselves for blessings, physical blessings, and to embody the goddess of Aphrodite. And then those that that was given to them would go to the temple as offerings. one of the other most commonly seen figures for love deities, or I guess the next two, really, uh, you have Freya in the Norse and Germanic, and Beset for the Egyptians. So Freya is a goddess associated with love, beauty, fertility, sex, war, gold, and Sidor. Si- 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 you know what? It is a not an English character. I don't even know how to pronounce that letter. <laughs> um, it's okay. But anyways, it's uh, magic for seeing and influencing the future. Freya is the owner of the necklace Drishigamen. Sure. Rides on a chariot pulled by two giant cats. Yes! And is accompanied by the boar Hildesvini and possesses the cloak of falcon feathers. So, fun yeah. fact about Freya, and this was like a big thing with the Norse, uh, is that they would actually take it and give kittens yeah. to the bride on their wedding day, yes. our wedding day, uh, for protection and for a blessing. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, 
the fun additional thing of that is they actually preferred orange tabby cats over other cats. And the reason for this is believed that one, those are the colors of the cats that pulled her uh, chariot. But two, the red hair gene actually goes back to the Norse, like Norse areas. um, So the Scandinavian countries. And they preferred orange tabbies because their hair matched the Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So ginger people like ginger cats. Um, I agree with you. I got what you got. So those of you who know a little bit about Norse mythology know that Freya is actually uh, not an Aesir like a lot of other gods. She is uh, a Vanir. Vanir which is like a different set of gods. Basically it was like, I don't know. The, the only, the correlation I have seen is like, and it's really weird because I don't know if this is just like how my brain associates it, but the Aesir is like meat, meat eaters, like the hunters and all that. And like, they're very much meat driven while the okay. uh, Vanir are like plant type people and vegetarians. I don't know if that's actually a thing or if that's just how my brain associates with it. I, I, I don't know. It's possible. Uh, it's, it's just like, it's just like, yeah, these gods are made out of meat and these gods are made out of plants. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'm not. Anyways. You know, it, I'm not knocking you. That sounds about right. She's often sought after, and there's, uh, if you read through the uh, prose edda, the Norse, the, the surviving documents with the Norse mythology in it, you, a lot of times we'll see her being sought after by random individuals who wish to marry her, uh, and will do things and like try to trick to get her as their bride. There's actually a fun story where uh, Thor's hammer gets stolen Ooh, I just had a great idea for an episode. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> Thor's hammer gets stolen. Uh, and the deal is the only way to get it back is for her to marry uh, the giant that stole it. And so Thor actually dresses up in a dress with a veil to disguise who he is. And <laughs> it's a good story. And because, yeah, it's it's a fun one. But anyways, um, yeah, so people are always trying to marry her and have their way with her because she's a pretty lady and it represents love to the Norse people. Um, Basset, on the other hand, first appeared in the third millennia before current era, where she is depicted as a fierce lioness or woman with the head of a lioness. 2,000 years later, during the third uh, intermediate period of Egypt, Basset began to be depicted as a domestic cat or a cat-headed woman. Okay. So you'll see her a lot of times. It's it's the lady with the cat head. But, okay. Um, the interesting part with her is that she really has, in a sense, two faces. One is a loving and caring 
individual and is the representation of love and the other one is a fierce beast because you know it kind of goes into the old saying that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned that is true yeah like you know women can be very loving and affectionate when they want to be but also you know they can rip your heart out and destroy you but that's okay because that's how we grow (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, so that she's part of the reason she was a major, major symbol in Egyptian culture. And that's part of the reason why they domesticated cats and had cats protected like as protective symbols because she was so protective over uh, all the people. And again, they also gave kittens to newlyweds mm-hmm. uh, in Egypt. So other deities, and I just kind of grabbed some at random, and I'm going to butcher these names horribly. Uh, Shuanu, which is, uh, translates to roughly as the dark lady or mysterious lady in English, is a Chinese, I believe. Why did I not put the country in this one? Uh, but she is a goddess that is closely uh, or is the closest regarding to love and romance. Okay. Raja Raga Raja not to be confused with the sound that uh, Schnitzel makes on Shouter which is Rada Rada uh, I, I know I'm not pronouncing this right, is a deity venerated in the esoterica and Vajrayana Buddhist tradition. Okay. Uh, he is especially revered in Chinese esoteric Buddhists uh, in Chinese communities, as well as Shingong and Tendai in Japan. Okay. Uh, he is known to transform worldly lust into spiritual awakening. When scripture relating to him reached China during the Tang Dynasty, the Sanskrit name was translated as Arana Mingawa, which means uh, love stained wisdom king. So, that's a guy. <laughs> yeah. You also have Tuashin, which is a... I thought this was cool. So, Tuashin is a Chinese deity who manages okay. love between men. Like, he is a deity for gay men. Okay. That's... They, they, literally, they literally have a deity just for gay men, which I thought was cool as hell. Um but his name literally translates to rabbit deity. And if you look up pictures of him, it's literally statues of a rabbit. So guys, guess what? You heard it here first. Rabbits are kind of (laughs) gay. Yes. Uh, And then, like I said earlier, you have Dionysus, who is the white wine drinking, uh, orchard of fruit vegetation fertility festivity 
and sanity, ritual madness, religious ecstasy, and theater. He's also known as Bacchus by the Greek. Well, Bacchus is Roman. This is wrong. He's known as Bacchus, but... Oh, he's... Okay. Anyways, so the Romans call him Bacchus, uh, based, and he had fun cults that were full of women that would do weird, crazy, insane things that we won't go into right now because boy, howdy, were they interesting. (laughs) That might be something to cover next week. I don't know. Our next episode, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) And there, there are tons of other love deities out there. Like I said, I couldn't cover them all. I just took some of the more popular ones and grabbed a random selection at the end. Uh, highly recommend looking into them more. You're, you know, incorporate them into your practices if you have practices. Incorporate, like, learning more about them and growing who you are as an individual through love and all that jazz. I believe it is time for our Cards. tarot drawings. I swear, I'll if one ahead. of us pulls the lover, I will no. No, I did not. I pulled the Ace of Swords. I pulled uh, the Star. I was like, I'll, I'll go through mine while you find yours. Yeah, thanks. So, keywords, breakthrough, clarity, sharp mind. When the Ace of Sword appears in a reading, it indicates a sharp mental clarity. The sword is the suit of the intellect, and with its blade, it can cut into the root of any problem. The sword's purpose is to seek truth. It demands truth. Powerful and swift, it grants fearsome power to its wielder, which may be either used for noble deeds or to deal destruction. To see it in a reading can indicate some kind of breakthrough, a new perspective, or a way of thinking that is sure to lead to good ends. If you stick with principles, the sword will serve you well. Lesson, clarity, and truth guide my decisions. Okay, so the star. Uh, yeah, I've never actually pulled this card before. So okay. it keywords signifies hope, faith, purpose, renewal, and spirituality. Okay. As the, far, as the star follows the tower card in uh, tarot, it comes as a welcome reprieve after a period of destruction and turmoil. You may endure many challenges uh, and strip yourself bare of any limiting beliefs that have previously held you back. You are realizing your core essence, who you are beneath all the layers, no matter quit. I hate when my computer like randomly jumps when I'm reading stuff. Uh, Where's that here? Do, 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 do. Always connected with the divine, pure loving energy. You'll hold a new sense of self, a new appreci- appreciation for a core of for the core of your being the star brings renewal of hope and faith and a sense that you are truly blessed by the universe 
you are entering a peaceful, loving phase in your life, filled with calm energy, mental stability, and more in-depth understanding of both yourself and others around you. This is a time of significant personal growth and development as you are now ready to receive the many blessings of the universe. Okay. So what you think that means? Very again. <laughs> you're you're on the right path. Like yeah, I would say it's everything you've been doing, you're you're kinda where you need to be. And things that you've been working towards are paying off. Uh it's promising that, you know, you're doing the right thing. You've got the right stuff going for you and you're following your heart to find true joy. And that's what you need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So keep on keeping on and keep on sharing that love with those around you. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a fitting thing for this episode and around this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is very fitting. So, so I think that wraps us up for this episode. Um, we do have our review episode after this, coming out the week yep. after this comes out. And then week after that, I'm going to give a strong content warning. Yes. Um, of course, you know, we're, we consider ourselves an explicit podcast anyways, just because we... Yep talk from the heart and get into some deep topics sometimes and have some certain language that we use. Uh, but <laughs> that episode, I recommend that unless you are at least the age of consent in your area uh, and in whatever culture that you are living in, uh, if you're not, I highly recommend you not listen. There's going to be a lot of really mature topics we're going to be talking about. Uh, and parents, of course, it is up to your discretion whether you listen to this around your children. If they are under that age, just yes. know that we are going to be talking about uh, several different things. Yes. Uh, from a physical standpoint with yourself, with other people with another person, uh, all sorts of things that you might not want to answer questions for right now for your kid. And you know what? You might want to. Uh, as I said in one of our previous episodes, I'm going to have to probably have Kelsey step away if I get a little too involved with my personal things because <laughs> uh, that's not something we talk about and it's going to be a really interesting mm -hmm. episode to try and do. What so, <laughs> it's like if I step away, I still have to hear about it later because i I'm and it's this. <laughs> we'll just take like a we'll just take like a timestamp, and then you know, you could like take a timestamp and be like, okay, I'm assuming all this is gonna be good, and then just go with faith. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are there are certain rules that I just have with people, and what happens behind a door has always been to me that stays between you and that person. I've always felt that way. It, I've I've always been this way. It's to me, it's a private 
thing that you do with that person. And I don't feel like you should share that with the world. So. Hey, some people are into that. I, you know, if that's what you're into, good for you. That's not what I'm into. Uh, I'm just messing with you. I know you are. Um, that's just that's just how I am. I yeah. I just feel like it's a private thing. In a in a world full of hookup culture and stuff, no. And it's not like a. It's not a numbers thing. It it's that is that is a very private thing that you do with someone and i don't think it so yeah i'm, I'm not gonna go into the bullshit of the whole numbers thing because that is <laughs> it's not even that is that. purity culture bullshit but we're yeah. not gonna get into that this episode we are going no. to take it and tell you to like rate and review yeah. and subscribe on all the platforms yeah. that you listen to us yes on. and we're gonna tell you to follow us on social media yeah we're going to tell you that if you have any recommendations for topics uh, <laughs> to let us know, or if there's anything you want to hear about, let us know. If you have any books you think we should read, let yeah. us know. That That's what we're going to tell you. So Kelsey, yeah. do you want to tell them that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please rate, please subscribe, please tell a friend. Pretty, 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 please. Um, you can join me on Facebook and Instagram and you can email books that you think either one of us would like based off of our reviews. If you listen to our review episodes at the waywarddragons at gmail.com. I just, my brain just immediately just went blank right now. Um, yeah. Whatever, 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 whatever. <laughs> I zoned out from it. Um, at the worst possible time. So, yeah. Yeah. So that does it for this episode. So until next time. I'm the love doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye. <laughs>